Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We're going to go now to the Body Works Plus guest hotline. One of my favorite guys will join us. Just an absolute junkie. I mean that in the best way possible. An absolute basketball junkie. Brian Ralph, the senior national writer for Heat Check College Basketball. That's on X at Heat Check CBB and the host of the Hangout podcast at the Hangout CBB. Also on X joins us now. Brian, man, we're almost there to March. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you guys? We are we are good. We got a lot of teams to cover. We got some some teams uh, having unexpected years. One of them is the Charlotte 49ers. What are your thoughts right now on the job that Aaron Fern has done uh, to get this Charlotte program trending in the in a positive direction, really for the first time in more than a decade? Yeah, it, it's been incredible the way they've turned things around in conference play. Really, the first month or two of the season were were slow going, which was to be expected, given all of the uh, all of the uh, things that happened this offseason, to, to put it nicely, with that program. Uh, but he's got them back playing at a, at a really, really high level. They're good on both ends of the court, uh, really good defending the three. They've found a style that works for them, right? They, they slow yeah. it down and are more deliberate with their offense. It's not, it's not Virginia-like. Uh, I know every time we talk about slow tempo, everyone automatically goes, it's kind of boring. Charlotte's not, though. Like they, they share the ball pretty well. They space the floor. they got a number of guys who can fill it up. Um, that coupled with high-level defense and running teams off the three-point line, uh, it's been the recipe for them. And, you know, I know they got a big game coming up here in, in two weekends, uh, if everything holds serve when South Florida comes to town. But the job they've done in AAC play uh, is a huge, huge testament to this coaching staff. Hey, Brian, how's it going, man? Uh, wanted to ask you about the Tar Heels. You know, the other day they get back on track against Virginia Tech. Nice 15-point win. Sort of similar to the wins that we saw during their win streak to begin the uh, ACC season. Now, what do you think? Was that them bouncing back and it shows you that they sh- that people shouldn't be that concerned about them? Or should people still be a little bit concerned about that 2-3 and three stretch that they went through there in the middle of conference play? Yeah, I'll find out, uh, I'll say, in a week or two, which is if they can keep that level of play back up. I mentioned that 10-game win streak. I wrote about this in a recent Ralph report. That's up on com. But during that 10-game win streak, they were the best defense in the country. They were better than Houston. Uh, they were better than Virginia, better than Iowa State. They had the best defense in the country. During that 2-3 and three stretch, uh, they were like outside the top 130 in defensive efficiency. And, and I, I saw fans online saying, well, it's tough when other teams just make shots, and there's part of that that's true. Uh, but the rotations were much slower. Uh, they were not as aggressive as they needed to be. It, it was a problem. And so for me, for this Carolina team, you know they're going to score points when they get up and down the court, but they have to defend at a really, really high level to make run and march that, that we've shown that they've shown that they can. But uh, again, it's now been three weeks or so, two, two to three weeks since they've played defense consistently at that high level. I want to see them string some games together with that high-level defense before I'm ready to, to fully get back on board. We're talking to Brian Ralph. He's on X at BRalph33 and at HeCheckCBB. Check out all his uh, great college basketball content. They're with us on the Body Works Plus uh, guest hotline. Brian, Duke, a lot of wins. It, it might surprise some people that they're 15-2 and two in their last 17 games with only one full roster loss, and that was the game uh, in Chapel Hill. Not dominant, but they're finding a way. 
What, what do you think the, the biggest key for them is going to be in March to make this a, a happy time for Blue Devil fans? Yeah, I, I honestly think it's going to be Jared McCain continuing the play the way that he has played. Uh, he was absolutely on fire against Florida State this weekend. But with this new team, they're, they're a very good team. We thought they were going to be great because we thought they were going to get really more from the backcourt, particularly Tyrese Proctor, right? And, yeah. and that hasn't come to fruition. The result of that is Kyle Filipowski's had to carry pretty much all the scoring load on the offensive end. And there are guys who, who will you know pick their spots and contribute game to game, but there hasn't been that consistent high-level perimeter score, right? McCain has stepped up and become that over the last five to ten games or so. If he can continue playing at this high level, that gives them that perimeter option to pair a Filipowski and really give teams some problems. We talk all the time, right, in March about how guard play and experience matters, and Duke has some experience, but they haven't had the, the elite-level guard play. McCain can provide that. Now, Brian, uh, what about NC State? You know, they pick up a big win over the weekend against Clemson. You know, this is a team that it's it, they've had their ups and downs throughout the year, but it just right now I don't know if they have the resume to get into the tournament, but they got some opportunities coming up. What do they have to do to find themselves in the conversation to make the tournament this year and potentially save Kevin Keats' job? I don't want to say they have to win out, but they, they, they might have to. They probably have to beat at least both UNC and Duke down the stretch. And they play both of them in March. I think they have to win at least both of those games. And maybe you can afford one loss other than that. But they lack those big wins. Uh, they've had a lot of close calls uh, recently where they've been, been in games and late in games and lost by a possession or two or three down the stretch. Those guys start turning into wins. Now, I, I do think they're playing at a pretty high level, certainly uh, higher than they've played maybe a month or so ago in the win over Clemson is indicative of that. But you're right. Like To, to this point, they don't have the resume of an at-large team. The ACC does not present a lot of opportunities for those high-level, like, I can hang my hat on this win on my resume kind of games. But UNC and Duke are two of those. And NC State has those on their schedule left. They win both of those, handle business elsewhere. I think they can get in the mix, but it's, it's certainly a tall task. Brian, how much of a season-defining week might this be for Wake Forest? They were close to a couple big wins last week, didn't get them. But all of a sudden, Pittsburgh comes in hot to, to Winston, and they host Duke. Are we going to kind of find out, and maybe not the full fate of Wake, but close to it this week? Yes. Uh, I, yes. I, I actually wrote about this in a Ralph report that's up on com right now. Is the one that came out this morning. Um, Wake Forest has two quad one wins in the last four years. Oh, Forbes took over. Jeez. Um, yeah, and and they only have one this year. They're one and five against top fifty teams, and that's been the issue with them. Because you watch them play, and they look good. The eye test, the analytics, all all really like Wake Forest. They have the analytics of a bubble team, but they just don't have those wins. They haven't been able to get over the hump. And kind of to the point, in the ACC, th- these are their last good opportunities to get big wins this week with Pitt at home and Duke at home. I think they kind of need to win both of those games to feel good about where they are. They certainly need to beat Pitt. Uh, but if you can beat Pitt and beat Duke, then I think the conversation about Wake Forest being an NCAA tournament team are are valid. If they were to lose one or, or both of those, it's auto bid or bust. Brian, one of the great stories in college basketball is, is a team that you, you know well. That's the story of the Gamecocks and the job that Lamont Paris has done. He's got national recognition. They moved up very, very fast, both in seeding and ranking. 
It's one thing to lose to Auburn by 40 because that's a tough place to play. They blow a lead to LSU, 16-point lead at home. Are, are you concerned that there's a little regression here with the Gamecocks and maybe they moved up so fast it might ultimately hurt them down the line? Yeah, somewhat. I think it's hard not to, right? The Auburn game I was not as concerned about. I think you should be with a final score like that. That's a bad matchup for South Carolina. And Auburn, the way that they typically play at Neville Arena, a game against Kentucky on Saturday excluded, um, that was, I think you could see a blowout coming, not necessarily a blowout of that magnitude, but South Carolina struggles against those kind of teams that make them play fast and, and really pressure you defensively. The LSU loss is more concerning because you had a big lead. LSU was not a very good team. You were at home, and you let it slip away. Right, you, you can't blame the Auburn loss turning into two losses on that because you came out and you had a double-digit lead in the second half, and you let it all all slip away. That's concerning part to me because this is the week, really the first week this season that South Carolina has looked like a team that was picked to finish last in the SEC or in the bottom half of the SEC, and they haven't looked that way all season long, largely because of, of their experience and, and kind of the, the smart, high bat like he played they've gotten from the transfers they brought in. Those guys haven't played smart the last week. They, they've, they've gone away from their identity, and that's the concerning part. It should be pretty easy to get back considering they were 21-3. and three. They have a pretty long track record of, of producing at this level this season, um, but they are 100% trending in the wrong direction. Brian, uh, last thing I'll ask you, it's about the ACC perception. You know, there's a lot of people in this area – that are not happy with you know where the brackets are at. A lot of people thinking that the conference as a whole is being disrespected. With most people putting you know four teams, sometimes even three teams into the NCAA tournament. What, what do you make of that? Do you think that the ACC does have a perception problem right now? Is is there you know a narrative out against the ACC like some people in this area think? I don't think so. Like I, I'm one of those ones who think the ACC has generally been, been pretty down really the last five years or so. And I know the, the people who will back the ACC will point to the tournament success that they've had and the runs that, that a couple teams have made. And that's true. But the issue with the ACC, I would argue, is not the teams at the top. Right? It is not Duke. It is not, it is not North Carolina. Uh, even Miami the last couple of years. I know this year has been different. It hasn't been that those teams aren't good. It has been the teams, let's say, you know, four through ten, four through eleven, the the ones who would fill the seeds in the in the seven seed to twelve seed range, the, the bubble teams, the strength of your league aside from the top ten, top fifteen teams in the country, that's been the issue. Because those teams haven't consistently won games. I think Virginia is a good example of this this year. Virginia is a is a solid team. We've seen them perform well in ACC play, but they didn't really pick up a ton of big non conference wins. Right, they they got blown out by Wisconsin. They got blown out by a couple teams that they played in non-conference. Miami is the same kind of deal. They went on the road to Kentucky and, and got it absolutely handed to them by the Wildcats. There, those teams went on the road or went out in non-conference and did not show well. And so when that happens, that diminishes the, the outlook for your league. And then you get into league play, and those teams start beating up on each other. Nobody's able to maintain momentum. Well, those, those all kind of accumulate as, as bad losses because nobody has proven that they can really be good. I still think the talent is there in the ACC. I don't think it's necessarily as good as it was 10 years ago. But this is still a really good league. They just haven't been able to, to get those wins. I, I don't think the coaching, uh, to, to get more big picture, the coaching is high, as high level overall in the league as it was five, 10 years ago, which is an issue with it. Um, but, yeah, like 
Duke's probably going to make a make a run. UNC is probably going to make a run. You can even look and and say Clemson might win a couple games in the in the NCAA tournament. But by and large, like that fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh team in the ACC, who do you who would you put in there that you trust? Because right now the, the resumes of those teams have shown that we can't really trust them. Brian, one more one more team of, of local note before we send you on your way, because at Heat Check College Basketball, you guys aren't just about the Blue Bloods. You cover every conference, every team. How how dangerous could App State be if they get a, you know, if they're a 12 or a 13 and they get a 4 or a 5 as they're projected now, we know that they're going to have to to win their way into the Sun Belt. But, but how dangerous are we looking at Mountaineers being for a team in that, in that first round potentially? Very dangerous. Very dangerous. If if I'm if I'm Duke or South Carolina, who was in that that four to five seed range, uh, I am crossing my fingers and hoping that App State does not pop up as that twelve or thirteen seed in my region. Should App State App State make the tournament, uh, this is a really really good defensive team. They're a very experienced team. They're not the best offensively, but they they do enough. They have enough shooters. They have enough spacing. They push the pace enough. They find ways to get get easy baskets. But like Auburn went into to Boone at App State and lost pretty convincingly. The James Madison team that went and beat Michigan State, App State swept them. Like, this is a team that has proven they can play with and beat high-level competition because of the way they really defend you. Uh, and they, they've got some experienced guard play as well. Uh, some guys that come in from the transfer portal and done pretty well for them. So uh, of those mid-majors that are likely to slide in that shoulder 13 line, I have a few every year that I almost automatically pencil in as upsets. And App State's one of those teams for me this year. I, I think they're a really, really good team, capable of winning at least an NCAA tournament game. Oh, so he's got App State beating one of my two teams. That's, that's wonderful there to hear. Uh, Duke <laughs> or South Carolina. Brian, go ahead, promote your content. What are you guys working on this week right now at uh, Heat Check College Basketball? Yeah, you can check us out on heatcheckcbb.com or on Twitter or X, excuse me. Uh, yeah, I'll never get used to calling it X. I'll never get used to calling it <laughs> no, X. No, it's, 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 it's a crime, yes. The artist formerly known as Twitter uh, at, at HeatCheckCBB or BRALF33. Uh, we got a lot coming down the pipe both this week uh, and coming up this month. Obviously, it's the month of, of college basketball. We're, that's our time to shine. We have a, a lot of conference tournament stuff coming down the pipeline. We'll have previews for, for all 32 conference tournaments. And we're going to get into, obviously, anti tournament prep as well. Uh, bracketology, uh, I think three times a week on the website updates and then a pretty detailed bubble watch, a more detailed bubble watch than you'll find anywhere else across the country. Um, so make sure you check it out at heatcheckcbb.com. All right, Brian. Thank you. Be well, man. I appreciate it. You guys have a good one. Wake up weekday mornings with Mac and Bone. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. The official home of the Charlotte Sports Fan.